Sorry about that. I got choked. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I have had two COVID tests this week because I do not have COVID. It's been negative, so I'm just saying that. I tell you what, every time somebody coughs or sneezes or does anything anymore, you kind of think that direction. So I have a little bit of water left. Hopefully that will hold me over and my voice will hang in there. Um, we have been fighting a little cold, a little something or another in my throat, but um, I thought it was all better until I got choked in the middle of a prayer. You know, that's <laughs> nothing like it. We are glad you're here today. Happy New Year. I am sure you're all thinking, what a great year. You know, we can't wait. Um, another year is gone. Hallelujah. You know, um, I, it's so funny because it seems like every year we go, oh, Hope this year's not as bad as last year, you know, and and um, we can truly say that I think after this year, you know, we we talked about it after 2020. We said, ah, whew, maybe we got the worst of this COVID behind us, and la la. And what 2021 turned out to be worse, you know. It seems like that's the way it goes, doesn't it? It just always has something going on, something happening, and um, and we and you have to wonder what will it take for us to have a happy new year. You know, everybody's probably got their little things. They're thinking, well, if I won the lottery, you know, then it makes you a pretty happy new year. And, or if this happened, you know, that would make it a really great year. And, you know, but guess what? <laughs> we have, we're in those transition days now. We're, you know, today is the 2nd of January. Now, we've had a fairly good week. Georgia won, made a good week, you know. And Baylor won, so that's a good thing. Tech didn't play, so we can't hear anything about that. And, and so, you know, I mean, we all look around and, and think about those, those kind of things. We, we get happy or sad with some um, different sports events. But, you know, we have to, this is the time we kind of reflect on what's happened this last year. We reflect on the past a little bit, and then we kind of look forward. Um, our scripture passage is a very, very, very familiar passage. And I'm going to tie it in to different little things with it. But I mainly want us to know this passage and to look at that as we come into the new year. So if you'd like to stand with me, on, we'll sing, I mean, yeah, we'll sing it. We'll, I'll, I could sing it, I guess, but Matthew 28, I'm going to read, I think it says 18, tell, I'm going to read 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in, earth, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Jesus was giving them last words before he left. He was giving them a charge, go ahead. This is your opportunity, go for it. And I'm telling you what I want you to do. Now, as we look at the past, as we look at this past year, and going ahead, what are some of the things we want to look at to go on through the next year? This is, this is our chance, our next year. What are we going to do? It's going to be great. So the first thing I'm going to ask us to do is we're going to have to forget. Now, most of you are going, I have no trouble with that these days. I forget about everything. And uh, we, there's some things that we need to forget. We need to forget some past failures. <laughs> we need to forget some things that have really made us struggle. 
And yet we have negative things that we have happen in our lives, and we have positive things that happen in our lives, and some things we just need to not hold on to. You ever hold on to stuff <laughs> longer than you should? We kind of hold it on, don't we? We hold on to stuff, especially any past mistake we may have made. We, need to, we learn from past mistakes. We understand that. We also know that repeating them is counterproductive. What is it they say? If you um, keep making the same mistake over and over and expecting different results, you know, and we kind of do that, don't we? We keep making the same thing over and over again. We've watched sports teams that get in the downward spiral, right? They make one mistake, then they make another mistake, and then they make, and the next thing they know, they're down so far they can't get back out. Golfers do it. They have a bad shot. <coughs> Excuse me. And the bad shot will make them miss another shot, make them miss another shot, make them miss another shot. I'm telling you, this is not good. It's gone now, so. All right, so it's got to hold me through. If not, I'll send Dave, Daniel to get me another bottle back there. We miss a shot and we keep on going, or we don't keep on going. We cannot let certain incidents in our lives dictate how our lives are going to turn out. We have done it. We all do it. <coughs> we don't want something that is said or done, that we've said or done, decide to make, dictate our lives. We've all said something that we wished we hadn't said. If all of a sudden our reputation becomes that, what happens? That could be a really negative thing. We also need to remember that something someone else said or did shouldn't dictate how their life goes. You know, we struck out bottom of the ninth, last inning, and caused the team to lose. We were the last batter up. We decide I'm never playing baseball again because I struck out. Or someone else struck out and caused us to lose the game. We're never going to do that again. We'll never let them play again. Never let up. You see what I'm saying? We have let little things get in our way and take us away from keeping on. All right, so we can't do that. So God's going to show us that we also need to remember some things. Right? There's some things we need to remember. What? We need to remember the good stuff. <laughs> remember we can fix those things that didn't go well. We need to remember that we can take care of things anyway. The Lord will watch out for us. He can show us that this year can be different. You know, we can change. It's hard. Most of us don't like change. I don't like change. I like things the way they are. I like things put up the way the same thing. But there's sometimes we have to. We all have attitudes and attributes that we need to forget or ones we need to remember. You all have attributes that are great. We also all have some attributes that may be not so great. We may be a little sarcastic. That would be neat sometimes. We can be a little sarcastic about things. We have to watch those things. We also need to remember blessings. Folks, <laughs> most of us have been blessed 
far beyond anything we deserve. I have been so blessed. I told you I got to go to Pigeon Forge and spend a great weekend with my family all together. We hadn't done that in a while. It was so much fun. We got to do all kinds of cool. I got to go to Dollywood. Got to do some fun things. Got to do some things that I like to do. What a great opportunity. I got to have Christmas morning with my two, two of my grandchildren there. That was amazing. We had a great time. Um, Janet sent them on a scavenger hunt to go find their gifts. Because at their age now, they don't want just real gifts. They want cash, you know. So she wasn't going to just hand them a dollar bill or whatever, you know. She was going to make them hunt for it. So they were all over the house. Up and Of course, she made them up and down steps, too. She had, they had to go up and down stairs and do all those fun things. But, but we are blessed. We have so many things. We also have opportunities coming up this year. You know, this church is going to have some cool opportunities this year, I think. I think God's got some things in store for us that we can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. I know he's, for one thing, we know he's got a pastor on the way. We're counting on it being this year. Amen, that's right. I am too. You know, I'm anxious to come and listen to him sometime, Sunday, because I plan to do that. I'll come back and come listen to him. You know, I'm looking forward to those things. These are things, but, but it's also opportunities for you all, because there's going to be some changes. Right? Hello? There better be. There, there better be changes in all of our lives. In my personal life, there better be some changes. I've got to keep, I should, you know, New Year's resolution time, you know, we should, we always say the same thing. I'm going to lose some weight this year. And, and um, I said I gained the COVID-19, you know, I, you know, I, you know that's, that's the way it goes. That's what we need to do. But we need to make sure that we look forward to next year and what it's got planned. And we also have to learn. We have to learn from our mistakes. These disciples had to learn from Jesus. They'd learned for three years. All of a sudden, Jesus is saying, I'm getting ready to leave you now. And, I'm, and I've got some things for you to do. And I need you to forget about hanging out with me all this time. I want you to remember what I taught you, and let's move on. You need to do what? You've got to go and make some disciples. You need to learn from the things that have happened. You've got to learn from the negative things and the positive things that you've had happen in your life. We all should learn from those things. And sometimes we don't. We decide, oh, well, I, you know, I, I know it didn't go that way then. But, you know, back in the old days, things were really awesome. You know? It's easy to go looking back in the 70s. Boy, they, those were some great years. The Jesus movement, do y'all, y'all remember that? Jesus movement in the 70s? It really was. I was considered a Jesus freak in the 70s. I got that label. Why? Because I carried a Bible to school with me in my pocket and did all that. I did I, the Jesus freak thing. You know, we were doing, but it was, I think DC Talk even had a song about Jesus freak. You know, that, what was that about? Well, people really decided at that time, I'll never forget, they decided at that time, God, Jesus was coming tomorrow. I mean, he was coming any second. We were ready. We wanted to be ready. Folks, we really ought to be thinking, if we thought he was coming in the 70s, he, boy, a lot more has happened. A lot more prophecies have been fulfilled since then. And, and I look at today, I'm going, come on, I, I know I'm hearing Gabriel get those trumpet lips ready. I'm ready to hear. I, I, we, we should be ready, and we should be anticipating that. And we need to learn from that. And we need to learn from our mistakes, 
but we also need to make sure we get the right things. We could all get, I could always get the questions right on the test, and I'd always remember what? The one I missed. I also never forget. I was, most of you know I went to seminary in music. Then I did some seminary training to do, get some, my master divinity equivalencies. And I was at New Orleans and was taking some classes with that. And, and I had a professor claimed I was plagiarizing. Well, that got my ire up a little bit because I did not remember plagiarizing anything in a term paper I had written and I had spent a lot of time on. I called his professor up and she says, yes, you did this. And I went, but I, I said that's who I got it from. I, gave, I listed the reference of who it came from. Yes, but you didn't do it in the proper format. The proper format, I got it, I thought, you know, trust me, I never made that mistake again. Why? Because I felt like she had knocked my honor, that she had just jumped on me about a certain thing, and I'm going, this is not right. So I, the plagiarizing really made me think hard, and I wouldn't make that mistake again. We learn and we correct our mistakes, I hope, because we all do make those mistakes. But we also learn from the blessings and the opportunities. God has blessed this church. I look at the Lottie Moon. I mean, come on. That's amazing. That, I looked at the Christmas boxes you all sent out. That's amazing. This church can do amazing, mighty, wonderful things. And God has blessed you. He really has. And that's what we have to continuously look at. I've learned through many of you already, the short time I've been here, many of you have taught me things. I've learned all kinds of things from many of you keep me on my toes and keep me where I'm supposed to be. Now we also have to look around and seek what is before us and what is behind us. We have to make intelligent analysis of our situations. Have you looked around and looked and see what's going on? Both in our world, in your personal life, in your church life, in all those things. We look around, right? Jesus is telling them, look around, go make disciples. Don't just stand around and wait for them to all come pouring to you because that's not how it works. We at church like it to be that way. Y'all come, come on in, our doors are open, you can come in. Doesn't work that way, does it? No, we've got to what? We've got to go and see. And it, what is it, go? The way they tell us is as you're going. Your everyday life, as you're walking and going, you go and make disciples. That's how it works. It's not, well, I'm going to sit here in this corner and see what happens. No. That doesn't work that way. We take so much for granted. Don't we? We take so much for granted. It's just going to be there until it's not. We in America can, ought to be seeing that. We are not used to seeing shelves that aren't totally cram-packed stocked. We're not used to that. We're not used to going to the store and not finding exactly what we need. Why, they don't have the brand I always eat. Well, they might have still have that, but I went to get, we, we um, at our house, spaghetti sauce is Prego. My kids never even liked, if somebody made homemade spaghetti sauce, they didn't like that. They wanted Prego. 
because that's all they ever had, and that's what they were used to, because we always just did Prego. Well, we do the Prego with the fresh mushrooms. Prego with mushrooms. That's what we always buy. Well, the last couple times I've been to Walmart, they didn't have it. Now, they had 14 other kinds of, of spaghetti sauce, but they didn't have my Prego with mushrooms. That's us in America, isn't it? We take for granted that all the stuff we ever wanted is there. It's always up there. We've taken it for granted. And now all of a sudden it changes and we go, wait a minute. Well, we in the church have done the same thing. It's always been this way. Why is it changing? Why don't the people just feel the desire to come and worship the Lord? They need to. Yeah, they do. But that's not how this world works today. I remember in the 70s, well, you said pizza party, you had a room full of youth. I don't matter, it don't matter. It, it, you had a room full, you said youth choir, woo, you had a choir law full of them. You mentioned youth choir, they run like they've been attacked. I can't, say, I can't do that. You know, they love to sing, they'll watch videos all day long, but they, don't get me involved in it. It's a whole other world. And we've got to figure out how to reach that world. It's different. We've got to look around us and see. And I think another thing the church has missed is the awe of God. The awe of God is one of those things that's hard to explain, but you feel it every so often. I used to say that a pipe organ did that. Now, now Bobby perks up when he talked about pipe organ. But I mean, I mean, seriously, when you hear a worship service and all of a sudden there's a pipe organ, now they're, they're expensive and I don't recommend buying one tomorrow. But there's something about they bring a presence that even the non-musician doesn't understand it, but they feel it. What is it? it, it there's something more stately about it. There's something more, I call it the awe of God, kind of when you sing the hymns with a big pipe organ and a big choir, all that, you can all of a sudden sense God's presence there. I'll never, I'll never forget, we took our youth choir. You were, I don't guess you were in the youth choir then. We took our youth choir on tour, and we went to an old church that I had served, in First Baptist Church Conyers. Old First Baptist Church Conyers. Now, this was downtown. And we sang on Sunday morning. Well, First Baptist Church Conyers had a pipe organ. Now, one of my chaperones, one of the great, he's, he's gone to be with the Lord now, but he was one of my favorite people. His name was J.L. Glisson. He was a rancher. He raised cattle. He was just a good old boy, you know, just one of those. He was in church that morning with the choir, our youth choir sang, and the, the, they sang the hymns with the, that pipe organ going. He's looking at me and going, can we get one of those for our church? Now, little old Rosemont Baptist Church, the old building, and little old, there ain't no way that church was going to have a pipe organ. They barely had an electronic that worked right. You know, matter of fact, I think at that time we didn't have an electronic that worked very well. What I'm saying is, even he sensed the difference that that made that we looked, that he could hear, that he could sense God's presence. And when we worship God, we sometimes forget that this is Almighty God who created the universe, 
who created everything, and he still wants a relationship with you and me. That should bring all of us to the awe of God, the just unbelievable presence that God wants that kind of relationship for us. That is the God we serve. We can't understand how a sinful God like us, he could do that. And it will lead us, when we sense his awe, his presence, it will be what? It will give us, lead us to repentance. It'll lead us to change the way we look at things. And it'll also lead us toward the next thing, forgiveness. We all need forgiveness in our lives. There's nothing like feeling that forgiveness when you've gotten done something wrong. And it will also change our lives when we can forgive others. It changes our whole outlook on life and it changes our relationship with God. And Jesus was giving them something else. He, should be, he was giving them vision. I want you to look. Go baptize. Bring them. All of them. Make disciples. Do these things. Don't just I want to give you some vision. So what is our vision for this year? What does God want for us to do this year? What is the vision for Forest Heights Baptist Church this year? What is Wes's vision for this year? What has he got in store for us? What can we see? What do we have to look for? Do we have, we've all made resolutions. What kind of resolutions are we making spiritually? See, we know about the personal things. We can come up with those pretty quick. But what are my spiritual resolutions? What do I want to really see God do in my life this year? What do I want to see my church do this year? Folks, God's got some cool things planned. He wants us to have vision. He wants us to see stuff that... Our problem is our visions are this big and God's are like this. Do you all understand that? His, he can see. He was telling them where... Go to all nations. Now these little 12 disciples, they're looking around. All na- what are you talking about all nations? I know where next door is, and I know across the street. All nations. He's telling them, my vision's way bigger than yours. It's not this little tiny bit. Our vision is, well, if I could just get our members to attend, that would be awesome. Or if I could just get these people to start coming around, that would be neat. Or what if some... Folks, no, we need to open it up. If we could just see, wow, I went and met four people out in the restaurant today, or I met six people over in the grocery store, and I did that, and they're all going to come and share and worship with us. What kind of vision do we have? How all of a sudden we're going to see this place where this isn't cha- these aren't chairs in here. We, got, we have to have lots more. We got, we got to bust out some walls. We've got to start... We've got to start thinking, what, what if God really decides to move? Are we going to be ready? We need to decide right now to work toward victory because defeat is not in our vocabulary. Defeat is not in our vocabulary. We have to be filled with the Spirit. We'll have to pray without ceasing. We'll have to obey God. What did he say? Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Wow. 
That would be a good resolution, wouldn't it? I'm going to be obedient to God this year. Wow. Would that change the way you live? Change the way I live. So we've looked at the past. We've looked forward. <laughs> what about now? You know, we can easily look and see the past and all the mistakes and all that stuff, and we can live in the past. That isn't going to do us any good. We can visualize and, and fantasize about, wow, I can just see the future. I can just see this happening and this happening this happening. But what are we going to do now? Our past is gone. It's over and done. The future is yet to come. It is great to look at, but now it isn't here yet. So we, let's learn from the past, start preparing for the future, and getting ourselves ready right now. And you understand that he's given us verse 20. Hallelujah. Teaching them to obey everything I commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Folks, we don't do any of this by ourselves. Matter of fact, we can't do anything by ourselves. He is going to be with us. He has promised his presence. And then what did he do in Acts? <laughs> Send his Holy Spirit. He told them, get ready. Someone even greater than me is coming. Greater than Jesus? How is that possible? Well, what he means is, this one is present in everybody's life all the time, lives, dwells within you. That's the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, he is teaching us to observe all things, showing us to watch out. He is telling us right now, go make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He told them right then he was going to have the Holy Spirit come. That's the God we serve. That's our hope for the new year. That's our prayer for the new year. That's our New Year's resolution. Father, we thank you for your presence, and we thank you for your word. Hear our prayer. Open our hearts and our minds and our lives to you. We need you. We love you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for all you are and all you do. You deserve the honor and the glory that we give you. Show us your way. Help us to be obedient, and help us to follow your word. In Jesus' name, amen. This is our time of invitation.